Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Let's talk about, or let's conclude, Iron Fist. Yay. That's... Not our favourite of season ones, was it? No, it wasn't. And like, I, I was just looking at um, how people reported about it at the time. And Variety, I think it was Variety, someone had a headline like, what's the point of Iron Fist season two? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, burn. <laughs> you can kind of see it. I actually, yeah, it's not our favourite, is it? No. I mean, I think season two was an improvement on season one. It's not saying much, is it, really? No, it's like, you know, you can polish a turd, but you're still going to get a turd. It's the least interesting of the Netflix Marvel shows. It's like, I think, uh, just looking at the timings of it all, I think the first series of Iron Fist very much got rushed out because they were getting success from Daredevil, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and they wanted to do a Defenders ASAP. Um mm. And I always got the impression that it didn't. It went through a much quicker de- um, development than um, the other series did. Like the the others all had this sort of well developed tones, themes, characters. Iron Fist was just like this will do. Got a hero, got a heroine, got some other characters. Let's mash them all together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that is there's some good but. Good boys, good bits in it. Good bods, good boys. Good bods, good points. I don't know what that word was going to be. It just came out of my mouth. But like, I liked Alice Eve and I liked Misty. And mm. but and I liked the finale. That was good. I think it ended well. Yeah. Not because it ended, but because I like that they've set up. And obviously, I don't think they'll ever come back. Well, they might come back to it, but I don't think they will. Um they kind of because the uh, it turns out the iron fist can be transferred hmm. um and it transfers to davos boo hiss but then it transfers to colleen who then ends as the iron fist and um i was like and when that happened i was like why did they not start it with why was colleen not the iron fist to begin with why did we have danny at all like i think that became well, that I mean, really made it clear what the fundamental problem of this whole series is. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Like, we were working with with that origin story, I guess. Origin mm. story is always a bit boring. And it, I don't, I think they could have just begun with the transference as, like, that was the, the mm. drama, the jeopardy of this season. That would have been quite cool. Because it kind of felt very like, ooh, Power Rangers in the final episode. It did a bit, yeah. I and, agree. In way. And I like that, but the rest of the series was a bit boring. And I did mm. not so. Yeah, it wasn't the most. I, I was sort of, you know, watching it, but also scrolling through Twitter on my phone at the same time. So I wasn't like, I wasn't as engaged. Um, you know, like recently watching Squid Game and not looking at my phone at all for the whole nine episodes. I was like, well, this is good stuff. But whereas Iron Fist, I'm like, mm, yeah, oh, all the fights. Oh yeah, fights. Okay, and I did all that and still managed to keep track of the plot. So mm. it says a lot about it, really. 
yeah it's very much background tv it's a bit like emily in paris you can just sort of have it on you're like you look away you're like oh she's still like you know pottering around in her little fashionable clothes as a Parisian yeah. it, it, it just is sort of like nice background noise you don't need to pay attention which is shorter about- in its favorite shorter it's 10 not 13 episodes and i Very think true. that's for something that's of relatively low quality that's a more manageable length <laughs> yes and i like that they called out his privilege a bit more this time rather than yes. having a, like an angsty anakin skywalker type kid he, he was less annoying like yeah he was less anakin skywalker a bit more just just a, a bit more decent really um we need to think of a star wars person he could have been like rather than, less anakin skywalker more, more luke more likable more luke. <laughs> more luke, more yeah more, yeah <laughs> yeah lukeable some might say no! <laughs> um yeah, you should write I, poems <laughs> i should shouldn't i i think that'll be my next my next career pivot um and i like this sort of split personality element of the um villain situation <sighs> Yeah, I liked that. I felt like hmm, we'll get to it a bit in a bit more detail. I felt there was a little bit of maybe irresponsibility. Oh yeah, in for the sure, writing of it. Have you seen have you seen the um the movie Split? No, I haven't. So that similar vibe. I, I enjoyed it, but then I was like, I know this is a great representation of mental health that we're mm. Because he had like, oh, how many? Like ridiculous number, like seven personalities or eight or yeah. And the last one is the beast. And if it's released, then it, it kills everyone. Mm. But a lot of them are pretty awful anyway. I was like, Which oh. is, I mean, I've never met someone with dissociative identity disorder, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it. it's like that. No, not heard of that happening. Yeah, so I agree. But it was a good, you know, it was it was only a bit different. It was a bit interesting. She was, she was at least a, an interesting character in there to kind of, you know, it, spice it up a bit, give it a bit more flavour. Otherwise, it would have just been more um, gangs and Davos and grr, yeah. and my power yeah. and and swords and all that kind of stuff that just got thrown together without much. Sense. She was like, she was sort of got injected into it, and it was like, poof, we got something different now. Yeah, and it's kind of like the sort of villain which we enjoy normally shades of gray not always mm. bad which we enjoy we're like Ooh, this is great yeah to call her a villain is a bit of a potentially a bit of a misnomer isn't it it's like she's sort of she's there but she's not completely trustworthy but then she does help people and some of the good guys we call her an anti-hero yeah an anti-heroine yeah yeah possibly mm. or just think- maybe there are no heroes of heroes of villains there's just characters although davos yeah. is a villain and there's no there's no black or white there there's there's black and white there isn't there (laughs) they tried they tried to be deep and they failed (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah a slight improvement but i'm not gonna go watching it again no frankly no i don't why was i the only reason i watched it again is because of this podcast (laughs) i forced you basically yeah i I I wouldn't have gone back upon you you know how i feel about iron fist he's not my fave let's go into some plot let's deep let's delve right into it so Danny is now living with Colleen. Um, they're together. I did quite like that he he is actually in a relationship. Like that's different from the other all three superheroes. Yeah, all like, the superheroes. Like no one really manages it very well, do they? Yeah, and I guess that sets him a little bit apart. It's really thanks to Colleen. I think Colleen is such a much more interesting character, much better actress as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I think having them as a relationship and they're like moving in together and they're sort of 
yeah, <laughs> they're having those relationship discussions with a bit of like gang fighting and magic powers all kind of injected into it as well. We can all identify with that. I don't mean to be rude as well, and I know this is not something we're supposed to say in today's day and age, but again, little picture. He's kind of punching. I mean, that's funny with the name Iron Fist, but he <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'd agree with that. Yeah, but... and not even just in terms of like how they look, more like especially with like not like tattoos are fine, but his tattoo not that good, really. No. I think it's really badly placed. I've <laughs> got some frosted tips there as well, which I'm. Like, <laughs> he's still, yeah, he's still looking like a member of NSYNC, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, get with 2021, dude. Like, change your hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's now like mates with Ward Meacham, um, and they sort of co-own the company Rand, Rand Industries. Is it Rand Industries or something? Yeah. I'm still not quite sure what this company does. It's just a very wealthy company. Well, it's the sort of company where everyone can be out the country at the same time, apparently. Yes. <laughs> you know, the finale works. Like, who needs do whatever they want to do. <laughs> they probably got, like, trustees and stuff who sort of oversee things for them. Um, and Ward is also in group therapy, but he's having a fling with his therapist, which is a wonderful idea to do mm-hmm. that. Yes. And get her pregnant. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very... That's what they tell you to do at therapy, isn't it? They're like, make sure... You have sex with the therapist, otherwise it's all going. It's part of the CBT process. Yeah. <laughs> you associate the bad with the good. Um, meanwhile, Joy Meacham hates them both. Um, wasn't it because Ward hid the fact that their father was alive and mm. then killed their father? <laughs> it was something like fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be uh, angry. It's, it's, there's good reasons to hate people sometimes, and that's that's right up there. Um, and she makes contact with them and she wants to be bought out of the company for. Lots and lots of money, many, many monies, um, basically. Uh, but but she's working with Davos. Boo, his Davos. Um, <laughs> and he is plotting to take the power of the Iron Fist away from Danny because mm-hmm. he believes, and we get some flashbacks to Kunlun here, um, he believes that the Iron Fist is his birthright. He's like Charles I, and Danny is like Oliver Cromwell. Mm. Um, and they're battling it out. And Davos is also a bit screwed up by the fact that him and Danny had to fight for it. Danny won. And his own father was like the referee of this and was like, ah, my son has lost. You can have it, Danny. And then his mother was just like, you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His mother is mean. His mother it, is so mean. Uh, the mothers in all of Marvel seem to be quite mean, to be fair. I know. I know. It's just, uh they yeah. need to all go to therapy and I think you're therapists who don't have sex with them. Yeah. I just don't get a parent putting that much pressure on you. Like if you want your child to play the violin really well, then go for it. But to be the iron fist, like that's <laughs> that's like that's like saying you must be God. Right? Yeah. See all these failures here, they're not God. You have to be God. <laughs> I also thought um this isn't really relevant to so it's more like the fact that he's moved in with Colleen. Like their version of Chinatown in New York. I've not been, but it feels very like fantasist almost. Do you think? I've not, I've, I've been to New York, but not to Chinatown in New York. So I'm not quite sure. It just felt like it was very like, ooh, this is what Chinatown is like. Like look how mm-hmm. different it is from everywhere else in the world. It's very mystical and magical. Yeah, there's that kind of um, slightly dodgy would you call it orientalism about it when you depict the like these um, yeah. Asian cultures in a 
through Western eyes, through the Western yeah. gaze, and it be, it's all like mysterious, magical, and, and, and yeah, it reminds me of Gremlins, like you know where he goes to pick up Gizmo from Chinatown. Seen it in years, but yeah, it's I all know. like oh, very smoky, and there's like people in shops with like the very traditional garb and the long beards and the pipes, and you're like, oh, I don't know that it's like this, but you can't, can't possibly trust these human beings from another part of the world. No, they're from another part of the world. It's really a monster. It's a lie. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was that was an interesting little. It is a bit. I remember when we talked about season one, we talked about how the car, the producers seem to get themselves tied up in knots about whether they should employ an Asian actor to play Danny Rand, and they they kind of it was a, it was a silly thing because they were like they were like we don't want to get an Asian person because we don't want the Asian person to always know how to do martial arts like that's stereotyping. But then you don't want to get a white person because you're then taking away what could have been. A, a role from an Asian but and Asian actors have suffered from this for decades and decades and decades hmm. so in order to not be too racist you decided to be racist <laughs> it seems the safer option we've done this for a long time and it never never bites some of that <laughs> exactly yes. what's, what's wrong with getting a white person to play an Asian role why not <laughs> they did the, they did the, um oh my god what was it we're talking about Doctor Strange didn't they do it Doctor Strange as well yeah. they were like we got Tilda Swinton because we were like, mm, we don't want to make it racist. And it was like, we kind of okay, but you you go for a different bow, different different angle. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly that. There's um there's a film from the 30s called The Good Earth, um, and it's got uh, these actresses, an actress called Louise Rayner in it, who was very famous in the 30s. She won Best Actress at the Oscars for this. But it's about Chinese people and her and Paul Mooney, who are both white actors, played Chinese people in it. <laughs> it's uncomfortable watching. But here's the interesting thing. The producers wanted the because they're, they're playing a married couple. The producers wanted the wife to be played by an Asian actress called Anna Mae Wong, who was also very famous in the 30s for playing stereotypical Asian roles. Like she was always like a mysterious girl with a knife who does magical things and that sort of thing. Um, but they wanted her to play the role, and that would have been quite groundbreaking for her to have a lead role in this real dissection of Chinese culture. Mm. But they couldn't, because they'd already employed Paul Mooney to play the husband, and according to the Hayes Code, which was the Hollywood rules at the time, they weren't allowed to show an interracial marriage, even though Paul Mooney was playing a Chinese man, the audience Ooh. would know he's white, and therefore couldn't, they were not allowed to do that, because of, because racism, basically. Was that... Um, was that for all ethnicities? Because I seem to remember, I don't know when this came out though. You only lived twice, the terrible oh, yeah, yeah. Connery Bond. That's the 60s, yeah. And he he's done up to look Japanese, doesn't he? doesn't look Japanese at all. They just give him big eyebrows and paint him mm. a little bit and give him like a spot haircut. Yeah. And he marries a Japanese. Woman. So by then the rules had kind of faded away by then. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's still but... bad. <laughs> but around about the same time, they released the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which deals with interracial marriage. Um, and um, it was that was quite groundbreaking at the time because it was very like interracial marriage, just like any marriage. It's love and stuff. And so it's, it's nice. it was it was it's a really it's a good film. Um, maybe a bit outdated now, but it's, it was it was a stepping stone in its time. But um, but that was the mid 60s and the mid 60s. It's about this woman. She marries. Um, she's white. She marries a black man played by Sidney Poitier. And she comes, she hasn't told, so they've eloped, so they haven't told her parents. So they come, he meets their parents for the first time. And they're very like left-wing liberal people, but they are still a bit taken aback like that, um, which is was the culture at the time, unfortunately. Um, 
so yeah like things that by the time you only live twice came around that the rules were starting to become a bit lax but it was still like oh a kiss between two people of different races my goodness like is that sort of thing you know yeah and it, it was sean connery's era of bond so it's not done well or something no, no it's not no. <laughs> um i suppose in a way that it's interesting that we have an interracial marriage of marriage well interracial relationship cohabitation between colleen and danny yeah but I don't know. Someone pointed out, one of my friends pointed out, when interracial relationships are shown on screen, it's normally an Asian woman with a white man mm. or a black man with a white woman. Like those are the tropes almost. Oh, really? That's interesting. But I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I you always need the... you need like the statistics to Yeah, I do need to really to... see like what who who gets represented more and mm. who is represented less in it. It would be interesting to know because that was her observation and I don't want to give her like that you are the, the fountain of all knowledge because she could very well be wrong. But, you know, you know, that's an interesting point because I, when I thought back, I was like, you know what? I actually don't think that I have noticed that myself, you know. No, I mean, I've, that, I've, I've noticed that Netflix is probably better at being a bit more diverse from a racial point of view in its casting. Um, more so now as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but you kind of need that's that's only a small part of it. You've got to look at, at a much broader picture. And you've also got to look at how these characters are presented and yeah. how they're written as well. It's not just the it's not just about employing a black person or an Asian person. You've got to write the character well and not keep pushing them into this into these boxes that they've been pushed into for so long. And yeah, and sometimes yeah. I think it's almost like a cop out because it's like, oh, we can't just have only Asian people on screen, we, mm. we should balance it out almost. Whereas if you look at something like Crazy Rich Asians, it proved that you didn't need to do that at all because it exactly, was an yeah. entirely Asian cast and did very well. And the Ten Rings, which you will not have seen because it's not for a very long time exactly, for you. Exactly, yeah. Similar but vibe. You almost need to, because um, people are sort of like, but you want you want variety. Like you don't, if you do like an entirely Asian cast, mm. that's just like doing an entirely white cast if you're going for equality. But my, my thinking is, but because it's because so many things have been entirely white and whitewashed for so long, mm. you almost need to swing completely into the opposite direction yeah, um, for it to kind of then balance and out a bit that. more afterwards. You need to kind of, you, people are like, you're pushing an agenda. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're pushing it down your throat so that you can, yeah learn to digest this <laughs> well, look at, was it last year it must have been last year the Sainsbury's did a Christmas ad and it was like a, a black family and there were so many complaints about it so like oh there's no white people now who have Christmas it's like well no look at all the other adverts you got were only white people and literally <laughs> like, it wasn't they weren't white... making a statement about black people no. they just had they just employed those actors like what yeah <laughs> it's just craziness but yeah you people get very irate about things don't they for no reason so you kind of need that to just sort of I don't know shake everything up and make them realize that the world is bigger than just their own narrow view exactly i've taken this on a tangent i'm so sorry <laughs> no i think it's a very interesting tangent. it's good to have these conversations and if anyone has anything to contribute please do Ash, contact us in any way, way that you feel you we can be contacted yes is there a way for them to do that just i don't know i don't know <laughs> go on instagram you'll find us Probably. um we're also we Again, we're going on to another probably topic to dissect a bit. We go, we've got this strange newcomer called Mary, mm. um, who's 
she's later revealed to have dissociative identity disorder or people might call it split personality yeah um even though it's not it's the proper name um and she has an typhoid mary yeah mm. is that her name i think so yeah <laughs> typhoid mary will she infect people I don't know. I just re- I feel that in the comics she was Typhoid Mary, and they have her down on the casters as Typhoid Mary. But I don't remember them using the name in this series. Well, they never do, do they? Yeah, like they don't. Like um, yeah, they they don't tend to do that. They don't tend to use the villain names because the villain names are always like the killer, and it's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> Death Man. Oh, there he is, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Death. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you have to say things like, oh, no, it's Dr. Death. And it's just, it just doesn't, it feels like Batman in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe Dr. Death turned out to be a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, Dr. Death's the villain? No way. We're the bad guys. Um, But yeah, she and her alter ego is called Walker. Mm. Um, And she, it's Walker has been hired by Joy and Davos to spy on Danny and Colleen. She's also, and she's also like super violent and she talks different to Mary. I, so I, one issue, I had two problems with her. I like the idea of it. <laughs> the first problem I had was I really struggled to keep track of um, which one was evil and which was not and, or which one was safe and which one was dangerous. And then which one she was at each time. I didn't feel like it was divided. It wasn't very Gollum and Smeagol, was it? We always knew too when Gollum and Smeagol were on camera. And it's interesting because Gollum and Smeagol, they they don't talk that much differently, but they've animated it and Andy Serkis plays it so well that you know exactly who it is each time when when he's talking to him to himself. The eyes are quite different, aren't they? Like the eyes are a little, I think the pupils are different. Mm. Like pinpoints for Gollum and like big dilated pupils for Smeagol. Maybe they could have done something. Yeah, like that. and sometimes it's the context of the scene as well. Sometimes mm. just the the, the way the, the script has worked, you're like, oh yeah, he's talking to Smeagol or he's talking to Gollum at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this, it was a bit confused sometimes. There was the bit where she like she he wants her to then like leave to go to this cabin in the middle of nowhere so there's no triggers or something she could just be peaceful and that but then she runs away in the rain or something and I was like wait who's because I thought it was Walker who was who is the violent one Mm. but she's the one trying to suppress Mary who's not violent so I'm like well why do you want to go to the cat to the quiet cabin I would have like surely this trope means that the violent one wants to stay in the city to kill people so I don't know I don't I don't I didn't really understand it to be honest yeah, I don't I don't have any answers for that. I don't know if maybe it was like maybe she just didn't want the other one to have more control or be in a calming environment. So she Yeah, possibly was taking her out of that because it meant that she would have more control. It's kind of how I read it. But probably something like that, yeah. But wasn't yeah. I agree it wasn't very clear. No. My other issue with it is that it's the age-old trope of someone with a mental health condition being either villainous super dangerous or mur- and or murderous mm. um, like we're talking about with the scarring from the, the facial scarring yeah which is turned up in a new james bond film by the way i noticed that in the trailers and i was like oh this is gonna be a problem and i was right <laughs> i know you never get like a good character with scars i don't understand exactly and i think it would have been okay if her condition had been explored in the same way that um like in the punisher that dealt with like ptsd and mm. um you had that guy who the young soldier who had ptsd and he wants to sort of 
kill everyone he's been sort of radicalized and stuff and they i felt they really dissected that like really really well um and then jessica jones's mum as well um and she what she's going for like she was the in inverted commas the villain of the piece but but it was dissected about why she had the mental health problems that she had yeah. this didn't have the same dissection it was almost glamorized yeah it was always like a mystical we if you use the word mystical so many times today a mystical mental health issue because mm. it didn't feel like it's rooted in reality and i guess that's fine no sure. yeah exactly um but it kind of needs to be even more removed from reality maybe to make it feel less oh i'm not sure about this she always needs to be um someone who literally changes her physical appearance with like little stars and like i don't know like yeah, wonder woman well, like spinning around <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I can completely get you. Like, she goes, hmm, now I'm someone different. Yeah, like Mystique. Like a yes. Mystique kind of thing. Um, I completely it, get you. You know what? There's something they said here. Like, they've had a medical letter that explains the diagnosis and it's an awkward information dump. But mm. I did find that everyone talks in a very exposition-heavy kind of way in this series. Mm. Yeah. Throughout. Like, not even just with this. Like, it was sort of like, oh, thank you for basically explaining your character bio on wikipedia for me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they've compared- yeah it is it is very sort of someone will come in like joy will be joy and war will talk and joy's hating on him and war's just like i don't get why you're like this she's like well don't you remember that you murdered our father but hit the fact that he was alive from both of us i'm angry at you for that it, it obviously that's not what she says but it's yeah it's that kind it's of thing like clunky dialogue all the way through isn't mm. it um they've compared it negatively to jessica jones which i think is very good because mm. jessica jones does talk about like ptsd and trish's complicated addiction situation and yes. they acknowledge it's a problem whereas in this it's more like oh it's about how she's a danger rather than anything else doesn't seem like there were that many complaints though maybe no one was watching it <laughs> yeah, i think that might be why yeah like there was no like the big problem with this article mm. Which, you know, that's normally the sign of something terrible that's happened. Wow. Well, those are our feelings on it anyway, is that it You think it's, it's problematic. It, it is problematic. Um and they could have they could have done better with pick that I think I think if if you couldn't fit in a proper dissection of her condition, then like we said, make it like almost like she's magic and she just well, and, yeah. Reclaim it like we would talk about like Black Panther that when they reclaim some of the more problematic characters from the comics and they redid them and made them better for today. Mm. Do it like that. Don't just do sort of like a here she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, do that. But, but yeah, she was a good actor and it was a better performance than a lot of other people. So there's credit where it's due, and she was more interesting, but also you're so it was, right. it's not so much her, it's the writing of it rather than yeah. yeah. Oh well. That's just life, eh? That's just how we go. Iron Fist 2. Um, Joy, I love this. Yeah, Danny and Colleen, then they, they, so they know that Joy and Davos are like untrustworthy, but they, they invite them over for this weird, like, couple dinner, um, which was, I was laughing during this because I felt like they should be getting out Pictionary, like, towards the end of it or something. And, and it was a little bit sort of, <laughs> like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf or something it's like look just be nice to them when they come round and obviously that's not going to happen you know um you go yeah that was just 
it was just such a weird scene. I was, I, I was like, where is this going? Exactly. I wonder if it's just to remind us that they were a couple sometimes. Yeah, and but I'm like, there's you don't trust each other. It's just it was yeah. It didn't even have the tension of it. It was just a bit odd that it yeah. it didn't seem feasible that they would be like you know what you know what we need we need to invite them around for dinner like iron man is not going to invite thanos around for dinner at this point so yeah but um, i'd like it if they did <laughs> i'd love it i'd love that that's a, that's a nice snl sketch all the superheroes to do come couples come down with me that would be great <gasps> yes yes i don't know who'd make what but it would be great to watch I don't know if any of them know how to cook, though. <laughs> they all seem a bit useless when it comes to domestic things. I, well, yeah, and they're not all rich. Like, they're not all Iron Man. They don't have, like, a butler or someone who can make it for them. So he'd obviously win. So you can have Tony Stark going around um, Black Widow's, like, three-bed three three bed terraced house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess she'd pair up with Hawkeye because there's no one else. Oh, and that'd be her and Hulk, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But then Iron Man would be like, oh, only one bathroom. Mm. Not even an extra it? toilet. Where do, how do you type in something and then your butler appears? <laughs> no entrance hall? What is this? <laughs> yeah, imagine if you went around Ant-Man's house. Jeez. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Misty Knight turns up as well. Um, nice to see her again. Nice to see her. I love Misty Knight. She's great. She um, needs a great series. She is really sick, and she gets shit done. Like she I does. feel like I, you know, feel like we're in comfortable hands here. Give or hands because she only has one one human hand. One Give her a spin-off. That that was one I would watch. I mean, her because her and Colleen make quite an interesting, quite fun team. So I'm like, well, there you go. You got your show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make them a couple. That would be way more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, or like just fight fight things. Like they they fight really well. Like. Um, I just really want a lesbian couple in the world of MCU. I don't know why. I just really we'll want get there. Maybe we'll get there in our lifetime. Maybe. I'm suspicious. I'm not suspicious. I'm I'm sort of hopeful for some of the ones that I haven't seen yet that are being made because they've mm. hinted. But I know there's the big problem with with China releases, isn't there? Yeah, and Russia. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to see that stuff. They just can't cope with it. It blows their tiny minds. That's how we beat them in a war. Just pump some imagery <laughs> of LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus representation. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, we failed. <laughs> We're mounting. Done. Um Misty Knight reveals that Danny managed to cock up an attempted police raid. <laughs> Which I, I quite enjoyed that. That was that she was actually in control of the situation until he came along. I was like, yes. Yes, because he's an idiot. That's why. He is an idiot. Like he's meant to be filling the void left by Matt Murdock and he's failing at every turn. Exactly, exactly. And she asks him to stay away. Of course he doesn't. He's just like, but I'm the iron fist. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and everyone just rolls their eyes at him, which is why Misty and Kalina are an even more enjoyable couple because Danny's just not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Davos kidnaps Danny. So Davos has been um, using various like Chinese triad gangs to smuggle in the ingredients he needs to do this magic spell that transfers mm. the Iron Fist power from Danny to him. And he has it all now. So he kidnaps Danny and he manages to do that. Um, but he is going to be a more ruthless totalitarian Iron Fist. Like Danny's like nice, but Davos is like, you know what? You got to do what I say, or you got to be good, 
or you die basically so um, yeah it felt we, very um couplet of fire that spell you know like the blood of my enemy in a bowl and, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gets he has like a, a bit of tattooed skin from an old iron fist as well and yeah mm stuff like that yes it was very summoning up Voldemort wasn't it yeah it was you're like you're you know you're the bad guy when you're doing this right this is a bad guy spell <laughs> you're not there's no way you can kid yourself in thinking you're a good person again it's it's the whole like Mitchell and Webb thing isn't it yeah. the, am I the bad guy here like I'm like you're literally shrouded in darkness doing a magic spell by like getting blood out of someone that's yeah, bad you're doing blood magic that's the worst kind of magic Danny Danny has not consented to you using his blood. So this is physical no. assault. Yeah, we're not in for it. Yeah, Misty and Colleen become like an awesome team. They overpower the Crane sisters, who are these three women who have helped Davos in the tattooing and, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and Colleen kind of helps Misty to fight with um, one robotic arm as well. Mm. So there's a bit of sort of training and bonding over that. Again, this should have been the first series. It's just the two of them. Just what it should have been. Yeah, I, I agree. And everyone wanted a Misty Knight series where she has her robotic arm in place and she's doing her thing. But no. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we just get little clips of it in the Danny series. I did enjoy the bar scene where they're being pestered by the guys and he, they're not taking no for an answer because of the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> and then they just beat up all the guys, basically. And, and well-deserved. Well-deserved. Exactly. Yeah. I can imagine a lot of a lot of um, women who, or anyone who has been pestered in a bar um, would probably enjoy that kind of escapism of like, you know what? Yeah, next time I'm going to beat them up and not suffer the consequences of that one. <laughs> yeah, tragically, that doesn't really allow, no, it doesn't work in this world, but. No, it's not. If no. I had a robotic arm, that would be what I would do with it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. That's what it's for. What else would you use it for? Exactly, no means no, guys. Mm. Um, we learn a bit more about Mary slash Walker. We learned that she was in a Sokovian prison. Hashtag <laughs> crossover. <laughs> MC Universe. <laughs> um, and she was a prisoner of war, but she got out. But this this bit was quite good. I quite like this little reveal here. So Walker thought Mary got them out by being like buddy with the guards, but Mary thought Walker got them out by being super ruthless and violent. But it turn, turns out they're both wrong. So her therapist says maybe there's a third one. And she's and which I'm like, ooh, okay, that's quite interesting. Like, I quite like that little development. A mysterious third and more powerful foe trapped. Within. Yeah, but who is this third person? We'll mm. never really know. I don't think. Well, it doesn't look like we're getting an Iron Man the third. So no, it doesn't, does it? Is it? Is there a third one? Like a third personality in the comics? Do you know, or do you not? No. You know, I haven't actually read any of the Typhoid Mary stuff, but right. I can help you right now if you would like me to. Give it a go. See if you can find anything out. If not, don't worry. We can talk about it on another episode. Yeah, but I like to pretend that I know everything, so it's good to have. <laughs> it's good to have that. Oh, me too. Have... Me too. I like to pretend I know everything. Yeah, it makes me feel so much better. Uh... Yeah, there we go. Marvel database looks good in there. How many personalities do you have? She's much more crazy in the comics. Is she like um? Uh, 
a Harley Quinn kind of character. I just read the early life bit. Mm. And it's like, oh, after her birth, her father began molesting her in her crib. Oh. So that's how... She's powerful because she was a victim. Yeah, and then she works as a prostitute where she meets Matt. This is this is why I haven't read this one. It really would have triggered me. This, sound, um, this, sound, this sounds very triggering for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. She has more than... It looks like there's quite a few personalities. Okay, right. So, so it's not just the two. Yeah. Two. She has two other. Yeah, so there's under twat. There's Typhoid, Bloody Mary, and Walker. Oh. Oh, and Mary. So there's Mary, who's demure. Typhoid, mm. who's audacious, lustful, and vicious. I guess right. she's the prostitute one. Um, Bloody Mary, who's merciless, brutal, and hates all men. And Walker, who's the moderating influence on all the others. Oh, interesting. Yes. I I don't think I'll be reading those ones. It doesn't sound um, like a vibe for me. But good to know. That's good to know you, you can avoid them. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Excellent. Um, so Danny obviously no longer has the iron fist power, but he's starting to realize that Colleen should be the one to take the iron fist power, which I mean anyone could have told him that from the start really. yeah he's he's silly so um joy turns against davos because davos is bad and joy is somewhere in the gray area of good and bad um and so do some of the gangs as well um there's lots of fighting um and during which colleen is like okay i'll be the iron fist sounds good um but the, they try to do the ritual but it gets interrupted so then both colleen and davos have it have the iron fist so it becomes sort of two 0.5 iron fists sort of yeah there's a <laughs> red and white little fists yeah cool? and then so she fights davos she's able to draw the rest of the power into her and she becomes the iron fist and davos is defeated yay um he gets arrested and uh, Danny and Ward head off for little buddy adventures elsewhere. That's a spin-off that might be quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just their gap year. <laughs> they, they go on their gap year to um what are they doing? Like what where do they go? I don't know. I was like, oh okay, bye. You're gonna fight people, bad people. Is that what they're doing? I don't know. Um well I think didn't they so he's like he wants to go and I don't know, he just sort of just sort of goes off i don't really understand why he wants to learn more about himself right and the legacy don't we of all don't we all he's always looking for himself that mm. iron fist and it, i guess because he's not the iron fist anymore maybe he's doing why. a he's doing a dorothy he's got he's trying to find himself he's fine trying to find home he's probably going to come back to new york city and be like i was home all along yeah and i guess always ward is i like, just he's like oh my therapist is pregnant and she doesn't want me around so i'll go with him mm. I need to find myself too. It's two entitled rich boys going on a gap year to find themselves. It's, yeah, it's very fortunate they can afford the flights to go yeah. away. And, and for as long as they community. want. Yeah, for as long as they want and just be just have their feet up and be, beat up people in bars if they want to, yeah. Bit of gunfu, all that malarkey. All of that, yeah. Um, it's weird because he, like in the, um, the little bit, the bit, bit at the end, like we see... Colleen using the Iron Fist and we see Danny using the Iron Fist in a different place so I guess it just jumps between them when they need it 
Oh yeah, true. Maybe I didn't. I didn't really register it. I was. I think I was probably looking at my phone at that point. He had my <laughs> iron fist bullets. Ooh, that's more fun. Yeah, but they didn't really explain it. I guess they were going to go for a season three, and then they were like, "Oops, <laughs> we don't have fun." <laughs> <laughs> We thought it was in this box, but we've lost it. So no. Oh man, we failed everything. Um, yeah, so I think a potential third series where Colleen is the Iron Fist, I'd be down for that completely. But I think they lost that potential by just not making her the Iron Fist to begin. I think they should have just had female Iron Fist, and they should have just not had Danny Rand. Just been like, you just you. I mean, we've not got onto the female superheroes of the MCU yet, but people are real not fans of that. Like patriarchy should... is the patriarchy again. Well, we look at the comments. We'll do it in, in depth when we get to Captain Marvel, but mm. the men were not fans. These men, eh? They just can't cope. Just can't. And that's why they're sort of setting up for like certain women to take over certain roles in the future. But again, they're like, oh, why? It was always a man. I won't be watching this now. You've you've made it too woke, woke brigade. You know? When you said that, I thought of that SpongeBob me where he's like, oh, it's a, it's a woman. I don't like the woman. And you, and you write in like a mixture of capital letters and lowercase letters. I love that meme. <laughs> <laughs> it was always a man. Why is it a woman now? You're just so triggered by it. And you're like, gosh, you guys, <laughs> you need to just take a breath, guys. Go calm down. Yeah, I think that's it. They try and ease you in mm. and then they, they mess it up in all the ways because it means that people like us are like, just do it. And other people are like, it's changing and I don't like it. Whereas they should just start. These snowflakes, eh? these male snowflakes. I know, I get really frustrated when people call us snowflakes because I'm like, at least we're not crying over Ariel being black, which seems to be a big problem for a lot of people. I know, isn't that bizarre? But then they come up with science for it they're like oh but you know the sunlight wouldn't get through the water so her skin would be pale and you're like she's a mermaid right? she's a fucking mermaid <laughs> she could be any color <laughs> she could <know>. be blue <laughs> she's a fish if we were making it realistic she'd just be a fish and there'd be no story so can we just stop <laughs> i mean there's been similar conversations about the lord of the Rings series being a bit more um diverse as well and um but that, that's what that's something you, that's quite striking when you go back and watch the, the films are great. Like, there's nothing really wrong with the films, but you are a bit like, why is everyone white in this fantasy world? And male. Like, <laughs> the, and male. Yeah. Why, why are they all white men? They could, you know, it's a fantasy world. Anyone could be in, in this. Yeah. Game of Thrones had the same thing. And then they started introducing like different races and ethnicities later on. But it was normally mm. like, they had a savage races. And you're like, oh, OK, you, you went there. That's. I think in years to come, Game of Thrones will get torn apart by uh, critical race theory because it was always designed to be a depiction of like Europe and mm. the surrounding lands. And obviously Daenerys is over in the eastern lands where it's all a bit savage and a bit you know yeah. mysterious and all, this, all, the, all the magic and the dragons are all over there and stuff. And then in the European lands, it's a, obviously everyone's killing each other still and no one's all that good but it's it's a very stereotypical way of it's very racial coding yeah fantasy as a genre is a very people just have such a vision of it and they're like oh it should be very white white men white men and which is bizarre because you can literally just write anything like how how has fantasy and science fiction become racist it's i know it's it's interesting as well because stuff like shadow and bone came out recently on netflix and they diversified the characters because in the books they i don't think they really specify but 
they tweet it what well, they do but they, they've tweaked it a bit so that the main character is um like played by an asian actress and people were like Ooh, and the author was like you know what like this is good this is oh. good because that you know like my book didn't go didn't do this but it's completely fine it doesn't affect the character if anything it makes the series better so it's same thing happened with um harry potter and the cursed child when they employed name escapes me but a black actress to play hermione but, and, yeah yeah and um and hagrid yeah, and Hagrid as well, and um, yeah. and, he, and even she who must not be named was like, but I've never specified the race of these people. Although yeah. she does for some character, I mean Cho <laughs> Chang, you're not gonna. <laughs> I feel like Cho Chang is is pretty and Pretty Patel is all gonna be no, not Pretty Patel. Sorry, no, that was what's her name. <laughs> you mean Pat Pretty Patel is the Home Secretary of the United Kingdom? <laughs> yes, we don't like her, Parvati. You mean yeah. <laughs> Parvati? That was it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. No, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting one. People get very. They they seem to think that giving people something takes something away from them. Mm. But that's not the case. No. And it's not like they were auditioning for the role, but I love plenty of actor who keeps moaning and moaning. He used to be married to Billy Piper. Um, Oh, Lawrence Fox. Yes, him. He keeps popping up. He got really upset about 1917 because there was a Sikh soldier in it. He was like, they took it away from a white person. It's like, well, there were Sikh soldiers in the war and they were. There's there's pictures of them and they would have met white soldiers. So. And you were never going to get the role because you're a terrible actor and human. So just get out of the world. <laughs> he is awful. I'm, I'm, I'm partly convinced that he's having a nervous breakdown, like a kind of a, re- a gradual slow one. I, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I feel like he's in a really bad place mentally. Um, but also he's he's immensely toxic. So yeah, yeah I tr- just, try not to read his tweets, guys. <laughs> the Green Knight is a good example. Recently, like I didn't. Yeah. It's, I was very tired and hot, so I didn't really understand what was going on. But the green night pregnancy, pregnancy is great. It's like, uh, there was no aircon in there. I had to make Chris go down to the toilet, take his t-shirt off from under his shirt, so I could wear it. I was like, I'm too hot in my outfit. <laughs> but, um, the green night, it had Jeff Patel, and it was mm. like an Arthurian. It was very interesting because they didn't comment on the race, but it was just it was just a part of it. Like, it's, it's a fantasy story, so it's not. Yeah. Okay, it may, it's usually set in England, these stories, but they're not real. Like, King Arthur was not real. <laughs> you tell people, and they're like, yes, he was. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> was not real. Um, and um, Bridgerton as well. People got upset about yeah. that. It was like, well, this is not a realistic depiction of life in that era anyway. No, no, not at all. The way people funny. behave, I'm like, Jane Austen would tear her hair out at most of these people. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So just calm down, everyone. Like, why does it matter? If it's mm. the best actor for the role, but some people, you know, they're, they're just going to be like this, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah. It's like when women are involved. Like if they change their character to a woman, they're like, oh, it was a man in the book. You're like, yeah. Which is why, I guess, why Colleen could never be the... Well, she she it would have to start off as a male Iron Fist, then it would have to be transferred to her rather than just starting off that way, which is just... Yeah. Silly, silly. People can't get for sudden change, apparently. Yeah. Tiny little grains of sand will get there in the end. Would you like a, a fun quiz? Not about Iron Fist. Um, no. Well, oh, no. Okay. Iron Fist might turn up in it. I don't really know. Um, okay. I've just, I've accidentally closed the tab that it was on. So let me just find it again. Oh, wait, before, <laughs> before there, what would you give it out of five? Oh, mm, two, 2.5. Yeah. Just so we've got it for the records. 
Paul wasn't a fan. (laughs) So this is a fun one. This is a BuzzFeed one. The title is, The star-studded dinner party you plan will reveal which Marvel heroine you're most like. Oh, that's exciting. That is quite fun, isn't it? Yeah, okay. I can plan a party. So here we go. Which of these Hollywood men are you inviting? Hugh Jackman, Mm. Keanu Reeves, Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, Simu Liu is Simu Liu. I apologize. I do not know. Is there a little picture? No. Uh, (laughs) Ryan Reynolds or Michael B. Jordan? Oh, gosh, that is a. I I feel like they'd all be great on a table, wouldn't they? Mm. Hang on. Let me think. Let me think. Do you like Michael B. Jordan? That threw me at the end there. (laughs) I think. Um, mm. and between him and Keanu Reeves, kind of both. Michael B. Jordan because I feel like it fits mm-hmm. with the MCU more. Both, than the both interesting people, yes. Yeah, and it's okay. an, yeah MCU person too. Which Hollywood lady are you inviting? Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson, Florence Pugh, Natalie Portman, Emma Watson, Kate Blanchett, or Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie, sorry. Oh, I thought you were telling me to pick her. I was like, no, I'm allowed to choose. I'm going to pick Florence. Florence. Okay, another round of Hollywood actors. Rami Malek, John Boyega, Dylan O'Brien, Dwayne Johnson, Timothy Chalamet, or Adam Driver. Hmm. This is controversial. I'm going to pick Dwayne. Ooh, yeah. No, I love Dwayne Johnson. I, I think he's brilliant. Too. I know lots of people don't like him, but I'm a big fan. I think oh, I love him. Yeah. Um, okay, one more round of Hollywood women. Gal Gadot. Is mm-hmm. that how is it? Gal Gadot? I um, think so. That's how I say it, but it could be Gal Gadot. Um, Viola Davis, Hayley mm. Steinfeld, Zendaya, wow. Zoe Saldana, or Emily Blunt? Oh, I'd pick Zoe Saldana because when I met her, she was so nice. She's very nice, yes. Okay, famous singer that you're inviting. Harry Styles, Olivia Rodrigo, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Khalid, or Lil Nas X? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel really old now. I know half of them. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Do it. Okay, and one more singer. Uh Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Billy Eilish, Dua Lipa, Megan the Stallion, or Post Malone. Do you say Beyonce? Yeah. Well, you're not, not gonna pick Beyonce, Beyonce, are you? Yeah. Yeah. She's literally the queen. Um, this one I feel like we're gonna have the same answer for this. Any social media stars? And I have not heard of any of these social media stars. <laughs> okay. I feel like they're all on the on the TikTok. Um, well, can you can you say no? Can you say I don't want them? Yes, that is the option that I thought would go. The, what, so the, the options are Charlie D'Amelio, Emma Chamberlain, Eugene Lee Yang, Brittany Broski, Jenna Marbles, or you? No. Yeah. Um. No. I don't know. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not famous for anything important. I don't know who. It, I think I kind of um, know Marbles. Maybe. No, no, I have literally no idea what any of them do. Um, okay, choose a venue, a mm. huge fancy palace, a dance club, a modern mansion, an island courtyard, a beachside villa, or a cabin in the mountains. Hmm, I think a cabin in the mountains would lend itself well to a dinner. Mm. You have Unless no choice but leave. to talk to these people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah. They have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and which cuisine will you, your esteemed guests be eating? Japanese, Indian, Mexican, Chinese, French, or American? Indian. Indian, nice. And what's for dessert? Macarons, ice cream, chocolate-covered fruit, pie, cake, or cookies? 
pie. Mm. Like a fruit pie, yeah? And finally, a famous Chris shows up last minute. Which one, though? Hemsworth, Evans, Pine, Pratt, Rock or Colfer? This is such a thing. Like me and my friends are all like, everyone has a favourite Chris and everyone is wrong. You can tell a lot about someone by which Chris they prefer, yeah. Yeah, hang on. So we had, oh. I see, you've got, you've got the three Chris's in the MCU, Hemsworth, yeah. Evans and Pratt. You've got Pine, Rock and Colfer as well. See, I, I don't want Chris Pratt mm. because he, I don't know why. I just, I don't, I don't think he would be. Overdone. Confused. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I know what he'd say. It'd be fun, and I think he'd become that sort of person who takes over the party. Yeah. I am between. Now, I think I'm going to pick Chris Evans, because I think he's got good social media bounce. I think so, too. Let's and see. he wears good knitwear, and it would look nice in the... He does cabin. wear good knitwear and knives out, that's true. You are Peggy Carter. Ah, that makes sense to me. You're the total package. Brave, resilient, and perceptive. You have a hidden strength underneath your civil exterior. Your determination keeps you pushing against the odds, which makes you an amazing leader and confidant. Despite always looking very put together, you often put up walls and avoid discussing what's troubling you. Don't be afraid to share your struggles with those you trust. There's a reason they're friends with you. This feels like a horoscope. I know, I'm like, okay, okay, maybe I'll talk to some people about my problems. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, that was fun. I like that better than last time when they just told me I was the Punisher. For, and, and that was it. Really. There was no, I got a blurb and you got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. like, you're the Punisher. I was like, oh, God, I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. Okay, are you going to do it too? Yes, so my turn. So my Hollywood man, probably Hugh Jackman, because I have a weird obsession with him. Um, yeah. Hollywood lady, I'm going to say Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Um... Another round of actors. I'm going to go with Dwayne Johnson as well. He's just got good energy. He does. Like, yeah, I feel like if you had Dwayne Johnson there, you wouldn't need Chris Pratt because he's got yeah. energy. That's the only reason. I wasn't being shady on Chris Pratt. It also sounds very Beverly Hills to be like, they've got good energy. He does so. Very good energy. <laughs> um, the other woman I'd have would be Viola Davis. Yeah, that was my other like possibility because I do love everything. She, she is amazing. A mm. uh, singer, mm. Ariana Grande would be quite cool. I'm going to go with her. And she has good ponytail flips. And I need a Gen Z representative in this. Mm -hmm. I don't have one. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old Florence Pugh is, but I think she's just outside and, the bracket. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lady Gaga is going to be the millennial singer in that. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. Uh, social media stars, you know. Uh, my venue would be a huge fancy palace. Of course. No, oh, then you can wear a cape. Yeah, and like storm down the stairs. Mm -hmm. uh, food, 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 food. Japanese, why not? Classy. Classy. And dessert is going to be bitey things, so I'll go with chocolate-covered fruit. And people can sit around and eat those as they wish to. Nice. I was thinking people could just take a pie wherever they want, but... Oh, that there. <laughs> um, and the favourite Chris would be Chris Pine, I think. I'm going to go outside of the MCU for this one. He's a great Chris option. A lot of people really like Chris Pine. He yeah. does a lot of like good mesh fest situations. He did. That's very true. You know, his social, his PR team, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I got a Koye. Oh. oh, what does it say? It says, What's you're it? such a badass. <laughs> Loyal fearless and bold you never hide your honest opinion and you stand by those you love and trust 
You have a very strong set of morals and you stick to them, even when they're challenged, which makes you an incredibly strong person. Your persistence and strong character make you a wonderful friend and people are proud to say they know you. Ooh. I, I love how they tell all this based on who I'm inviting to a dinner party. Yeah, well, that's, it's, to be fair, apt. But, you know, they, that was very lucky that they got such an on-point description. Of me? Yeah. Well, see, when I do personality quizzes for work, I normally come up with my personalities based on people I know and then do the questions based on what I think those people would pick. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So then when they don't get it, I'm like, what? How are you cheddar? I don't understand. You're meant to be goat cheese. <laughs> well, I feel like we've learned a lot about ourselves mm-hmm. from that quiz. Um, I'm going to start wearing very, like, Peggy Carter outfits from now on. Exactly. That, that was written by a very highly regarded psychologist. I think so. Yes, some journalist at BuzzFeed, I think. Um, <laughs> Doesn't even let's see journalist. what is next. We are next time concluding Daredevil. <gasps> we have our final Daredevil season. Dun, dun, dun. It's another goodbye, but maybe a sadder goodbye than this one. <laughs> maybe. We'll see, won't we? We'll have to see next time. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact-filled episode.